This episode of the Red Bull Rant is brought to you by the fine patrons that support us through patreon.com slash Red Bull Rant. You can support us for the low, low price of $1 a month, and you can get exclusive content, including a monthly wrap-up for the New York Red Bulls. We want to send a special shout-out to our patrons who support us at $5 a month. That is our producer-level reward. Thank you to Jeremiah Dempster and William Martin. Now, on to the show. This is the Red Bull Rant Podcast. If you aren't expecting adult language, why even bother listening? Welcome, my friends, to the show never ends. This is the Red Bull Ramp Podcast. I'm your host, Jason Iapico. I'm Pat McDonald. I'm Truman, the current and future champion of this show. Yeah, probably. And this is episode 283, The Unproven Cutter. Yeah. You're the uncrowned champion? Mm-hmm. So, before we get into a soccer debate, we need to talk about something that is totally related to soccer. I mean, in that it's not at all. But we need help from the audience. You mean, so, you mean we don't? You mean we don't ever discuss not soccer stuff on the show? Yeah, never. We never go on tangents. So, but we usually save the tangents for the end. So this week I'm going to open with a tangent. So here's my theory: If you're a guy who basically watches pretty much every Instagram story of a girl that you only kind of sort of know, you've pretty much ruined any chance of ever being considered a sexually viable candidate, correct? Yes, 100%. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think so. And I, I honestly, well, the answer is yes, but like, I don't even have Instagram, so I don't know where this is going. Just want to put that out there. Oh, just yeah, putting that out there. That's 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 the whole topic, and you know what it's about. We were talking about it before the show. Oh, I know. But... I, I'm phrasing. I know it's about. I didn't know if there was anything deeper to this. Yeah. So. No, it's just that. I mean, it's basically, hey, if you at home, the audience, have a thought about this, uh, please let us know, especially if you're a female. To confirm the fact. Confirm Pat's theory. Yeah. So, what I, will, what I will say is that there is a subreddit called Dating Over 30, and Instagram has been brought up there before, and people made it clear if you stalk somebody's Instagram, that's a very yeah. creepy thing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's no doubt. I mean, if you're like, hi, I'm watching a video again. <laughs> oh, can I go off on my tangent now and just go, uh, and go on my Twitter and retweet my post so yeah. I can ride around in the uh, empanada mobile? Yeah, come on, people. Help Truman by the empire of the how, how many tweet, re, uh, sorry, retweets do you need to get there? A lot, a lot more. Well, it was three hundred. Was what they what they asked for? How many are you at now? I'm at like thirty two. Come on, we we have we have at least a hundred, hundred fifty like consistent listeners. To yeah, show. I'm, I'm at thirty three. Listen, I pinned it on my account. You just go to it, you click on it, and you retweet it. Yeah, all you gotta do is hit retweet, people. And then, and then I can ride around in that, in that cool, that cool Brisa's Jeep. I mean, you all know you retweeted for that kid to get nuggets and you didn't even know that kid. Yeah. You know Truman. Yeah. Don't you, you want to see me on that thing. You need me on that thing. Exactly. And more importantly, if, if you know what I'm talking about, you retweeted for Sis Hatchwan sauce. So come on. I retweeted so a kid could get free devil season tickets for a year. Plus think of it this way. You get him in there. Patreon content possible. Oh. oh, there you go. There you go, so, patrons. 
So patrons, you have you now have a goal. And not, not that there's 300 of you, but there's like five. <laughs> you know what? I'll take it. Um, but hey, five people tell five of their friends, tell five of their friends, and soon enough we have a Ponzi pyramid scheme to get you into the truck. So, yep, yep I like it. It's a pyramid scheme, scheme of retweets. <laughs> All right. Uh, so let's get to actual Red Bull stuff. Yes. Uh, Red Bulls hosted Toronto FC at home. And did what we everybody thought they were going to do when they won two nothing, uh, <clears throat> which honestly I thought looked a little dubious until the, until they scored that first goal. But they at least pulled it out, so there's that. Uh, let's do the tweets first, Truman. You got the tweets lined up? Tweet. Oh, right. I thought there was two. There, uh, I I see one here because I go by what people reply to us on Twitter. Um. But I, I mean, I can search again, but this one comes from Casey Jones, grateful shred 23, of course, uh, long time listener to the show. Pleased on the result, not as confident about supporter shield. I feel the focus should be on building momentum into the playoffs. Agreed. Another shield would be great, but if it doesn't come with a cup, it will fe- likely feel like a waste. We all know how that feels. <laughs> uh, the slow first half starts are still concerning. Mm-hmm. Yep, you're right. That was the only tweet. I thought there was another one. Uh, we do have an email. Oh! And it's good that I remember to check because I didn't think until just now. Uh, Jeremiah Dempster. It's been a while hey. since he wrote in. Yep. He sent tweets at us instead. <laughs> Rantastic. <laughs> Three thoughts. First, BWP being suspended is going to be the talking point from this game. Uh, but I'm course. having a hard time looking past the fact that our top choice striker is getting a admittedly forced rest during the run in the, during the run in towards the playoffs. I don't want him out either, and I'd love to beat Atlanta and win the shield, but MLS Cup is the goal, right? Absolutely. Yes. We've won enough shields. <laughs> Two. <laughs> Two. That's enough. There <laughs> Uh, two or second, I'm fairly pro armor still, but it was hilarious to me to hear Shep and Steve on the MSG broadcast acting as though bringing in Mawil and Etienne was a masterstroke. Like Armist doesn't make those exact same subs in 80 to 90 percent of games. That said, was a great time for Etienne to get a goal for his confidence, knowing he'll probably be starting versus Atlanta. Third, Kaku has five goals and all five are game winners. Mm-hmm. This this begs the question: which is his more lovable quality, his clutch goals or ever? ever-present smile. Discuss. Oh, that smile, it's just, it, it melts your heart, doesn't it? it? Sure does. Uh, I will say what I thought was great, so I, I I went to the game, of course, and I got my brand spanking new Kaku jersey. Yeah! You know, and then I get into the section, and um, three people right in front of me, all wearing their brand new Kaku red jerseys. So that was, I thought that was funny. Like, it wasn't even like a mix of people wearing jerseys. It was like me, three people in front of me. We all had it on. Was it, now here's the question was it the same color? Yeah, all, all the red. All red. <laughs> yep. Yep. <laughs> but I think if you go, I think if you go 2018 jersey, I mean, everyone went red, right? I mean, it's kind of right. Yeah. I it's mean, it's sexy. So, I mean, you got to go new. I'm still, I'm still debating. I'm one, I haven't bought my red jersey yet. Not that I can. Not that it can fit me yet. I'm working towards it, mm-hmm. but I'm I'm debating on who I should buy. If it's BWP or Kaku, yeah. I go. I went with the guy who I thought was going to be here a while. I went with the designated player. I feel like I should go with the guy like nobody gets jersey of. I'll figure it out by the next time next game I go to. 
So Brian I'm, White. I'm, I'm, thinking, I'm thinking BWP this year, and I buy the new away jersey next year, mm. or I guess all Saint jersey now. Well, I'll go throwback. I'll get Lampere on there. There you go. Yeah. All right. So, uh, likes and dislikes. Uh, Truman, you can go first. What did you dislike about this match? Uh, well, I mean, or, or how about this? Let's save the BWP parks. You know, we're all going to talk about that. We'll, <laughs> oh. we'll, we'll put that in afterthoughts so we all get our thoughts in. Oh, geez. Um, uh, <laughs> well, I guess if you want to bring up slow start again, we can bring up slow start, but that just seems to be the way this team is playing now. Mm-hmm. It's not fast start Jesse ball anymore. It's slow start Chris Armas ball, but you'll have the game ball. And I'm, I mean, I, I'm, this isn't even like throwing out a dislike because I'm going to say that the defense plays well enough. It doesn't matter if you start slow, if they're playing well. Mm. Uh, I guess that's the minor gripe aside from the, the yellow card. It's, I mean, even Toronto didn't have that many great chances and the, I'm gonna, I'm just pouring on goodness. Uh, <laughs> the good chances they had, Robles made two fantastic saves. Yeah. Uh, so we were not allowed to dislike the whole BWP. <laughs> no, 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 no. See, I assumed that we all disliked it. Yeah. And I figured we'll just make that part of the afterthoughts since we're That's all fine. talking about it. That's fine. Yeah. Um, I do really nothing else to talk about. Yeah, I mean, I guess I'm disappointed I missed the game. I mean, or missed being able to go to the game. But it's because I hung out with family who I like. But still, I kind of intended to go to this game and completely forgot, so... How about you uh, dislike the start time? Yeah, yeah, there you go. Uh, even though I always find that to be a funny complaint. Uh, yeah. Why couldn't you have just kept it at 7 MLS? <laughs> Gosh. Yeah, honestly, an argument about a Saturday game, 5 versus 7, doesn't make sense. If it was like a 1 o'clock game, then sure, but... It's a good feeling we don't have any 1 o'clock games coming up. No, not at all. Not at all. It's fine. Uh, my dislike is going to be the fact that Robles had to make those saves again. Okay, because Toronto is not, Toronto is not a great team this year. Uh, they were without uh, Giovinco. Mm-hmm. Some reason I blanked out his name, and Michael Bradley was a defender in this game. Greatest defender of all time I saw in that game. Woof. I think he's been a defender all season, actually. They've been, like, that injured. But, like, all of that lines up, and it tells me that w- there shouldn't be defensive problems for us. Mm. Right? Because now you're you're taking offensive firepower off the field in Giovinco. You are pushing offensive firepower in Bradley back. It should have made the job easier for the defense, and yet we still gave up some shots that Robles had to make Great saves on to keep it as a shutout. Uh, uh, that happens in games. I mean, it, it's hard to keep a team uh, off the shot sheet for 90 minutes, uh, especially when you do have a few talented players on the team. No, I understand that. But I'm, I mean, in the context of what we talked about last week, where this team has gotten worse defensively, it just. Uh, don't get me wrong, a shutout is good. But if there was like one or two doesn't have to try very hard saves, I would feel a little bit better. Mm-hmm. But those weren't – the saves he made that that are highlight-worthy are not like th- – those were save-of-the-week candidate kind of things. Mm-hmm. And that's that's the part that bothered me. Not the fact that he made saves. It's that they were save-of-the-week candidate level saves. Mm-hmm. 
And I, again, if it wasn't if it wasn't in the context of us having a bad defensive bad defense on the armor so far, then I don't think I would have cared. Like it would, I could have chalked up as one week, but it's right. been a trend. Fair enough. We're nitpicking, but that's what you got to do, right? When you win two nothing. Exactly. Well, um, all right, afterthoughts, BWP. You didn't oh, fucking do likes? Wow, 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 sorry, you're right. <laughs> likes of the game. Uh, <clears throat> Pat, you can go first. What did you like about this one? Uh, you know what? Let's do a little shout-out to Derek Etienne Jr. Um, you know, he he's had, he's had struggles in front of the goal all season. The goals he has gotten are pretty much – they always seem to be like kind of just straight-on shots that – you know, nobody really. You know, it, he'll he'll be lucky if he sneaks through someone's leg if he gets a goal. I mean, otherwise he shoots directly on uh, on on the keeper. Um, his goal on the one that kind of put the game away uh, was a real pretty little chip over the keeper. Um, you know, it's something you want to see out of the guy when you you're hoping maybe one day he will be BWP's replacement. In fact, he probably will be this uh, this Saturday night or this Sunday afternoon. So. You know, so kudos to him because he's had some struggles, and that was uh, uh, that was a much better than average goal for sure. Is there anything better than watching a defender fall backwards? On his butt? <laughs> yeah, that was that was great. And yeah, I mean, it was honestly another game where Etienne had a couple of chances, and you're just like, ah, ah, <laughs> right into you know, right into the keeper on one shot, and, and it's like, oh my god, here we go again. And then when the uh, defender falls down. Because tonight you're like, for the love of God, I mean, this has got to be it. And, <laughs> I mean, a great shot, too. Like, it was yeah. definitely a little bit of a tough angle, uh, considering the end it was coming on. It was great. Uh, my like for this game, I, I would love to say the Kaku goal, but it was so ugly. But yeah. uh, I'll take it. I'll take the ugly win, because that's basically what this was. Um, but again, on a night where Bradley Wright Phillips wasn't super sharp, I'm not going to get mad. He had a freaking hat trick the week before. Yeah. Uh, Kaku was able to step in and just get a foot on the ball and just put it towards the net, and then Toronto pretty much kind of put it in themselves. In fact, I think that was Michael Bradley uh, the ball kind of deflected off of. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was just the big weight off the back of the team, and I think they just kind of went the cruise control. Yeah, they gave up those couple good shots, but they get that first goal, and you can kind of see the confidence there. I mean, look, yeah, absolutely. I mean, yeah, it was an ugly shot, and I, I think I do kind of vaguely remember I mean, when it happened. Me kind of be like, oh, there was such a bullshit goal, like, and then I like realized how stupid a mentality that was <laughs> um, because goal poaching, hey, it's just as important as the finesse goals. So yeah. it doesn't matter how you get it in the net as long as you get it in the net, you know. Um, so yeah, absolutely. I mean, it may not have looked pretty, but it gets the job done. Yep. I mean, a lot of BWP's goals are poaching, so it's not like. Yeah. Uh, my like of the game is, I mean, to me, there weren't many stand-up moments except for the two goals. So I'll just, I guess, go with the Kaku goal again, because as much as we looked slow, we we were looked a step off, in my opinion, that game. Uh. The Kaku goal was a dig down and get the job done thing. That's something that we needed in that game. Mm-hmm. Yep. 
and it's surprising that um, if do, if we just want to jump into afterthoughts before the BWP card, is that they gave up six goals to two games beforehand, right? Yep. Yeah. Shut out. I know it's I know it's Toronto. I know it's Toronto on short rest. I know it's Toronto without Geo, but defense did step up and play a pretty darn good game. So well, I mean, and so, only one of us thought they'd get a shutout. Mm-hmm. Well, the last two teams that the Red Bulls faced scored. Oh, geez, I didn't realize how many that Toronto scored fifty goals this year so far. I was going. I was about to pull up a stat that said that Toronto was, you know, a bad offensive team, and now they're. Oh, I think they had an awful. They had an awful defense this year. Yeah. Well, yeah, they give a fifty seven. Off injured. Off injured yeah, defense. Yeah. But like here, so here's a fun fact: Columbus Crew have 39 goals scored, and they sit fourth in the East right now. Amazing. There you go. Defense wins championships. It does. All right. Uh, any? So BWP. Yeah, uh, let's let's get into it. Who so, wants to start? <laughs> so yellow card for cursing at a or what well, he phrased as cursing at a ref because we don't know what he actually said. And uh, if you listen to his post game uh, talk in front of the locker. I think he raises a very good points. He was getting hounded all game, wasn't getting calls, and specifically what happened was it looked like he had gotten fouled right before he started talking to the, the sideline official. Was it upset? Said something. Uh, he may have been warned before he, whatever he said, put him over the line. But that is when he got the yellow, and basically his argument came out to two different things. One, uh, a curse shouldn't be enough to get me a yellow card. And two, I'm tired of being a guy in this league that doesn't get the treatment that other people get. And and I was going to say, on both counts, I can understand, but as a guy who used to refer, or umpire Little League Baseball and how to deal with shitty parents all the fucking time, <laughs> trust me, you hearing curse words extendedly is, wears on you as a person. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. I mean, look, you know, it's... Yeah, you definitely don't want to see somebody uh, get thrown out for swearing. I mean, come on, we see it every game. Um, people cursing, you know. But he was warned. He kept it up, and he got the yellow card. Um, so, and then after he got the yellow card, he very clearly mouthed "fuck you." So, um, you know, it's it, it's you know, it's one of those things. I mean, I, I can recall a friendly a few years ago, Josie out the door said F you or go fuck yourself and he got a red card. So, you know, it, it's look, it is in the rule book. Um, it does happen every game. It's one of those things. It's like, you know, I guess cause it does, even though it's a rule, it doesn't get called often. So when it does, people lose their minds, but you know, what are you going to do? I, I do think he makes a great point about uh, him not getting calls that other players do because there's two people in particular. One plays on Toronto but missed that game, and that's uh, Giovinco, David Villa. Yeah. And is it because they're smaller players? I mean, I <laughs> Giovinco is definitely a little bit of a diver. Sorry, he just is. Uh, and and Villa has a little bit of them too, and and BWP's not. I mean, BWP. It goes down every so often. Um, like usually, he just does the hands, the hands up, and then yeah. the look around. Yeah. He doesn't do the jump up, freak out. It's just the hands up. What happened? And one of those plays where he got taken down, and there's really no call. He complained, and then he went to VIR, and they sent the guy off in the NYCFC game. Right. So he's like, "This really did happen. Yeah. Like something bad happened." 
Um, I mean, I'm surprised he hasn't gotten fined yet for because I mean he go he pretty much says I don't want to bash the refs. I, I'm going to bash the refs right now. Yeah, <laughs> that they're they're not good. It's basically what he said. Well, no, he, I don't think he said I don't want to bat the refs. I think he said I don't want to name names. Right. Right. Uh, but you know, what? I the 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 overarching line and and he the I think the words he said was I don't go down. Yeah. And I mean, I'm just telling because if you look at his play versus like other strikers, he does seem to go down less, mm-hmm. or or at least if he's going down, it's less obvious that he's embellishing slash taking a dive. Mm-hmm. But I mean, we if anybody remembers, like, this just occurred to me. Do you remember what Dax McCarty said during the uh, the playoff series against New England, and how he was told? That uh, what the hell is the guy's name? Why can't why am I blanking on his name? Uh, but he was told one of the New York the New England Rev players was given treatment to keep him on the field by the referee. Super villain Jermaine Jones. Yes, <laughs> that's who it was. But but McCarty was was said he the ref told him that he wasn't going to give Jones a card because he didn't want to alter the outcome. Although by not giving him a card, he was technically altering the outcome anyway. Right. right. So I mean, if assuming that that what Dax said is true, and that, I mean, for for years people have always said that there's preference treatment. It's not even just you know MLS. It's you see it in the NFL, you see it in basketball, you see it in baseball. It's it, it's it's human nature, right? Just to Wait, not. Does Michael Jordan ever dribble? <laughs> no. No. No, I mean, I mean, no. I mean, going by the current right now, NBA, he didn't. Going by the current NBA, there's no such thing as traveling. So, don't even think about that. That anyway. man was that man was a ball palmer. <laughs> I think the ball was just glued to his hand as it came down the court. But I mean, it, it is human nature to favor certain people over others. But he absolutely has a valid point. There's no reason he shouldn't be getting calls, especially the very obvious ones. Yeah. Well, I mean, he's been treated as a second-rate superstar in this league for how long now? New guy comes in. They love the new guy. Uh, BWP is just consistent year in and year out. I mean, seasons of just, you know, 10 plus goals or whatever it is over and over and over again. But who do they talk about? They talk about like every other star in the league. He really is. He's treated like a second, like the second level star. The year he, the year he won the golden boot with 27 goals, he was not MVP. I mean, he's had what they've statistically shown. He's had the greatest was three, four year period uh, of a striker in MLS history. But yeah, you're right. He's treated like a second class citizen. There, there's no doubt. He's not the name. Um, he can't get on this like he could barely get on the starting lineup for the MLS All Star team. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It. If fan, if fairness, that's fan voting. And yeah. we have, and we only have about thirty fans. As evidenced by the attendance, every and week. other teams just don't don't care about brigading because they never put stuff in place to stop that. But I mean, it's I'm looking more at the media because what was it when Javinko had his Golden Boot year and he got listed as uh, MVP? People are saying, you know, Wright Phillips scored you know more goals than Javinko, and they're trying to say, well, it's not just the goals, but the thing is, it's the most valuable player. It doesn't matter what the other stats are. Right. Wright Phillips was literally the most valuable player on the Red Bulls that year. On the year that won, he with 27 goals. I think they won the Shield that year also. 
Fake news. <laughs> All right. Anyway, any other afterthoughts? No, glad I was there. Nope. I felt like it was like three years since I went to a home game last. It's stupid, been more like three weeks. Stupid break. Right. <laughs> quick, quick afterthought, and this is on ESPN Plus. Um, not that anybody is actually listening to this from ESPN Plus. I don't kid myself. But if anybody was, please redesign your UI to make it so much easier to find games. I shouldn't have to go through like five layers of oh, and you, on your Roku app to find the game. Right, uh, unbearable. Right unbearable i had to go to like browse major league soccer like replays and then like scroll over like for some reason a game on on saturday like i had to scroll over past like usl games like for some reason it was in the wrong spot i don't know why like it it was weird trying to find it strange all right. Uh, prediction standings. Truman is still in first place. He got the two nothing right. Uh, he is currently at twenty nine points. I am in second at nineteen. Pat is in third at eighteen. And mathematically, uh, the only way for any of us to catch Truman is for him to not get anything right. <laughs> <laughs> You know, come on. You know, he's, he's, uh, he just pretty win for the rest of the season. That we get one right. You know, you get, all, all he needs is in, all he needs is three wins losses. All right, that's it. Fuck it. I'm just going to crawl crazy for the rest of the season. <laughs> it's time to go insane. Yeah. Uh, and unfortunately, at this point, and which means it'll only get better if he does have depending on how he does. Is Truman right now has the all-time record for this stuff that we're doing? On oh, the Red Bulls, we're setting records. Records. So yeah, you guys realize that this is the best season in Red Bulls history, and and they're not in first place. You know what this is? This is this year's Yankees Red Sox. <laughs> Yankees having this great, pretty great season. Yeah, Despite what Yankees fans like you say, they're having a very good season. Oh, very good season, but they're, they're not a. Uh, they've in recent weeks with the injuries, they've you know made it a bit more exciting. It needed to be the wild card, right? But it's just because the Red Sox are having oh, they're amazing yeah. season. Yeah. You know, we're dealing with that with with Atlanta here. Aren't we like one point away from our best season? I think we still need one more point. Maybe, yeah, yeah. but I, we have the most wins. I think. I think we've already got the most wins in team history. I checked last night. Yeah, we either have the most we're tied. I, for, I forget. But uh, I, I, one other fun fact, uh, last year Toronto FC set the single-season single record for points. Uh, you realize if we beat Atlanta this week uh, and they went out the rest of their games and we went out the rest of it, both teams could break that record. <laughs> <laughs> that is great. Yeah. That's great. So the previous best record for the Red Bulls was 17, 9, and 8 when they won the first supporter shield. And the Red Bulls currently are 18, 7, and 5. So there you go. Most wins. Wow. With how many games left? Four? Uh, Yeah, four. Four games, two home, two away, right? You know, You know what's funny? You would think like the first four years when – when there was overtime and there had to be a winner, they somehow would have gotten the 17 wins, but they didn't. Right? 
less games. Uh, they had 32 games in 96. Oh, okay. Uh, was that back no ties? Yeah, that was back in the overtime. Did I don't, They didn't do the shootouts, right? They just did overtimes. Right. They didn't do the NASL shootouts. They just did, I think, extra time and then... Well, they didn't have ties, so... Yeah, know. they did not have ties the first four years. Which would look really weird on uniforms when they, you know... It's a very strange look. Ties, to saying. Yeah. yeah. Weird. All right. Uh, so... <laughs> Standings-wise, uh, right now Red Bulls are four points back of Atlanta who are even on games played and six points ahead of New York city FC. Uh, and for some reason, the Red Bulls have one game in hand on NYC at this point. So if, unless, I, I don't understand. <laughs> uh, so the Red Bulls really screw up that they're almost guaranteed a second place spot at this point. Um, and so for the only three teams to clinch a playoff spot are Atlanta, New York and New York. So, that's whatever it's worth. Um, coming up is going to be what is obviously the biggest game that's going to matter for the Shield race right now. The New York Red Bulls will be hosting Atlanta United at 1 p.m. Eastern Time. That game will broadcast on ESPN. Atlanta is coming in with an overall record of 19, 5, and 6. And a very impressive 10-3-2 record on the road. Uh, they have 63 points total. And like I just said, first in the East in the Shield race. And their last five uh, is a win, a loss, and then three straight wins. So they're coming in hot right now. Hot! And of course the Red Bulls will not have BWP on the field because why the hell not? <laughs> so, knowing Derek Etienne Jr. is going to be the lone striker, most likely on Sunday... Truman, how do you predict this one? Holy moly, I don't even know. This this is going to be tough. I was really hoping Pecky's army was going to help us out uh, last week, but uh, you know, you know what it is. They were playing in Atlanta. Yeah. Oh, for sure. That's true. They only whip whip teams home at you know at home. Uh, oh God, do you go with the boring draw? Do you go with the loss because BWP is not out there? Do you just say, hey, listen, the Red Bulls defense is really, really good and they've already seen <laughs> Atlanta in their building? Do you go with Pat Sneeze? Damn it, uh, <laughs> missed the mute button. There's a lot of things you can go with here. I do not know why I'm going to say this, but I, I think the Red Bulls going to win. I, I don't, I really don't know why Atlanta's offense is absolutely disgusting, but what did we just say earlier about the crew, right? Defense wins championships. Red Bulls are home. They've only lost twice at home this year. I I don't know. I I don't know. I don't know what I'm saying. Uh, I'm going to say two one win. I I think the crowd is going to be hot. Although I, if this was a fucking one o'clock game, you know when uh, who's home this week? The Giants are home. Okay. Yes, the Jets are on the road. The Jets are four o'clock game, but it, that doesn't matter because it's tailgating and all that stuff. You're going up against football, which fucking blows. Yeah. So blows. Like they're yeah. going to get bottom of the barrel ratings for this game. And people are going to use excuse of watching. Like for the Red Bulls fans, they're going to say, "What well, the Jets are around?" So I'm going to watch that. Right. Yep. Um, 
I hope, I really hope the crowd's going to be good. I know, again, Southward tickets are definitely going, coming and going fast. There's a big demand for them, which is usually a very good sign, again, uh, when you see those tickets are in demand, usually the other tickets are in demand. I hope the crowd is fired up because, again, it is one of the biggest – it's one of the biggest regular season games in team history. It's not the – because last time I checked, we played Chicago twice for a supporter shield. Um, but this game, I think, is going to be exciting. I have no idea how the Red Bulls are going to win this, but I'm just – I'm going to stick with them. I'm going to stick with them because it's a home game and just at least get them within a point and at least give them a, a hope, a, a slight hope that they can still keep uh, – the chance of winning the supporters' shield uh, close. It's going to be tough. To Go fuck yourself. You have to fail to not win the belt this year. Anyway, uh, <laughs> uh, actually, to your point about demand, uh, StubHub prices, cheapest ticket is $32. That is very high mm-hmm. for StubHub price. Um, so I'm hoping that's a good indicator of what, how, how this game is going to be. Um, but Toronto, I think, also went a lot high and crowd sucked. At least on television, it sucked. So, fingers crossed. Um, so that, that's just my point because I realize Jay has to predict next. Well, I was gonna, I was gonna let you go actually because it really doesn't matter between you and I. Okay. Because we're only one point off, so at this point, it's not really. All right, fair enough. Then um, I unfortunately go with the loss. I think the BWP factor sucks. It really, really does. Um, you know, it, it's can they score without him? Absolutely. And I think this is exactly the game where you don't think they win and they will. But never mind Never mind that. I'm going to stick with uh, logic. Uh, I'm going to say they're not going to be able to overcome the BWP loss. I'm going to go with a, a two-to-one loss. I, I, you know, I, don't, I don't think they're going to get slaughtered. Um, I guess in terms of uh, support of shield race, yeah, again, going back to what Casey Shred said, um, it's look, you want to get ready for MLS Cup. I guess BWP getting a unexpected rest isn't necessarily a bad thing. Um, so for that, MLS Cup run, this is good, um, maybe, and Supporter Shield. And I could be, again, in terms of me being wrong, I actually, my time up came up uh, from 2015 where I complained about a Rebels loss. I was like, well, you can kiss the short Supporter Shield goodbye. And then, like, every team that needed to lose lost. So. So this is the game I think they're going to lose. They'll probably win because they, the Rebels have had a knack of doing that this season, pulling uh, wins out of their asses when they shouldn't. So but I'm still sticking with a 2-1 loss. So I'll be honest, I was going to go 2-1 loss. But in fairness, I'm not going to do 2-1. I, I, I still going loss. I don't think they'll overcome the BWP suspension. Uh, as much as Eric Etienne scored last week, he is not a consistent goal scorer. As much as he hasn't played anyway, he's not a consistent scorer. Um, but I do think they can make it interesting. Uh, I'm going to go with a three to two loss. Hmm. Ooh, interesting. Because I feel like this is how I feel that the Red Bulls in general this year play up or down to their opponents. Except for like the very beginning of the year, for some reason when we play like Portland, we just destroyed them. Uh, but in general, play up or down based on their opponent. So I think they will play better this week than did last. But not having BWP is too much to overcome. That'll be a telling sign if if this team cannot play well without one guy and, and on- star player. But and honestly, a three-two loss 
as much as I think it would suck for the defensive side, it, it, I think it would actually show progress for the playoffs. And the reason I say that is because Atlanta's a good offensive team. Yeah, they're pretty good. They're six, yeah. 65 goals. Yeah, pretty darn good. So if we gave up three, as much as it would suck, it's not the same as giving up three to D.C. or giving up three to Montreal. So this this would not carry the same weight to me. Yeah, Joseph Martinez is kind of good. Yeah. Yeah, a little bit. A little bit. So I And if they can score two goals without BWP on the field, imagine if 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 it did end 3-2. You could argue with BWP on the field, we could possibly earn a draw. And earning a draw in the playoffs is big. It's not at home. Not at home. But my point is just that getting a draw is is big in the playoffs. It's not it's it's better than a loss, so all right. Uh moving on, New York Rebels two uh had a one one draw at the Charlotte Independence, their next game. Is Saturday the 29th at Nashville FC, 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time. Uh, I'm not sure what the playoffs are for them or when it starts. Mm. I'm not even sure what their standing is right now. Mm. So let's look that up real quick. Who we, Joe Goldstein? We don't pay attention to stuff. Yeah. Yeah, this is not raising bulls. Uh, right now, we are number nine in the standings in the USL, one below the playoffs. Uh, we are one point back from Nashville SC, who, SC, who's currently in eighth. So I guess there's a chance for them to make in the playoffs. Woo! Wow. Cool. The USL West sucks. <laughs> so 17 teams in the West, and numbers 10 through 17 have been eliminated from playoff contention. <laughs> wow. Wow. Damn. <laughs> so, yeah. All right, uh, so on to dumping ground. Uh, first, Major League Soccer, or at least some of the owners, are floating the idea of possibly eliminating the third designated player spot. Ooh. I, I feel like Pat should be the one to start this conversation. Oh, it's bullshit. I mean, unless they're going to like raise the salary cap to something reasonable, but I don't think any of us see them doing that. Nope. Um, this is clearly... Just an effort by owners who are unwilling to spend on their teams uh, to try and level the playing field back in their favor. And I'm sorry, you know that that's that's unacceptable for any league to do to try and uh, adjust the rules for the the worst or the, the teams that are unwilling to spend. Um, you know, and, and it's like, and you know, those teams that have the one DP right now, you know, the one DP that maybe cost five hundred thousand dollars. You know, once they get rid of the third slot they're going to get rid of that one DP. It's like, it's, it's, they're just going to continue to cut costs. And it, it, you know, it's one of those things you're going to let these guys off the hook. I mean, if anything, MLS should be considering right now, it should be considering something like what the MLS or NFL does, which it requires you to spend a certain amount of your cap space. um, And all that. It should probably even require to fill at least DP slot. Um, Because I mean, it's crap. It's complete and utter crap. Um, it's one that I think I could see our very own team, uh, cutting costs on if it went through. Um, I think one of the, the article that we got this from, I mean, it said that, you know, MLS is probably at its most watchable it's ever been. And, um, part of that is because of the three designated player spots. Part of that is TAM, GAM, all that bullshit. Um, 
cut, uh, doing this would be a huge mistake. Yeah, I mean, look at the stars of the league. Mm-hmm. What would you say, 90% are DPs? Yeah. The guys they promote are, the are, you know, the Zlatans, the Geos, the Vias, our second-rate superstar, uh, whoever Miami brings in. Yeah, Ronaldo. <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah. So, yeah, that, <laughs> that's, that's driving ratings. It's certainly driving the advertising for the league. Mm-hmm. The guys they bring in, I'm sorry, I don't want to watch a league full of Milwaukee Brewers anymore. Yeah, right. You know, middling, cheap spending teams. Yeah, uh, I don't want to see. I don't want to see Luke Sassano anywhere near a soccer field. <laughs> yeah, I, again, like you said, if you don't want to spend the money. Boo-hoo, New England Revolution. Mm-hmm. I, I'm sorry, you know. Uh, you know the Red Bulls. Yeah, we can talk about. They don't. They have a couple DPS, but I mean, they also have a very good academy system, and that's one of the reasons they succeed. But I mean, that's that's a rare case. We're a very, the Red Bulls are a very rare case in this league. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, other teams just don't have those academy systems. Yes. Yeah. See, I mean, the, with the Red Bulls, you can argue well, they're not spending money in DP, but that money's going to at least elsewhere. Right. They do. They do invest it uh, into the. I think it's the best academy in the league by far. Um, but. Yeah, sorry. Um, like again, you're, unless you're going to jack up the salary cap a whole lot, which, like Pat said, is not happening. It's mm-hmm. it's not. Then I don't want to hear these teams complain either. It it just doesn't make sense to me. I mean, so this is the funniest. I, I feel like this is the funniest thing in American, or one of the funniest things in American culture, right? Because we are a capitalist society. Yet we do not treat sports as capitalism. Nope. Everybody wants the level field or the the playing field to be level when that is not how the rest of our country works. (laughs) So there is a cap in essence. I mean, you can only have three designated players. I mean, you can't spend 50, I suppose you could spend 50 million, but no one's going to spend 50 million. Nothing's stopping you from on those three designated players spending 50, $100 million. Yeah. It was just saying, you know, it's kind of like, you know, it's it's level already. You know, and, and it's, it's not even like like it was quoted like it's not required. So it's not like you have an owner saying I can't actually afford the you know this price tag because I literally don't have the money for it. It's they are just choosing not to use it. They all like every sports owner that complains about money. They all have enough money to own a professional sports team, yeah. mm-hmm. so they have the money to spend on players. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, it's, that's the bottom line. It's stupid. It really is. Yep don't don't come crying to us about boohoo. Mm-hmm. You know, we don't, I don't want to hear it. Not, and I'm using this as an example. But if the league can support Columbus moving to Austin, right? Don't give us that shit. Yeah. All right. Uh, so another league looking to make changes is the United Soccer League. Uh, <laughs> right now they have. I think it's technically two leagues, USL and USL Pro. They have League All and Serie A, USL. Sure. <laughs> uh, USL, wait, is it USL Pro? I think it's USL, well, wait, wait, wait. Is it, or is it USL and USL PDL? I think USL, well, yeah, right now, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. USL Pro was the old name for USL. That's why I got confused. Uh but anyway, so all of the USL umbrella for men's soccer 
uh, they're looking to change it starting next year. They're going to establish uh, three leagues. The first is going to be called the USL Championship, which is currently the, what is known as USL, what the New York Red Bulls 2 play in, and which is sanctioned under U.S. Soccer as Division 2. They want to create USL League 1, which they're going to which they're proposing as a official Division Three league to U.S. Soccer, and then USL League Two, which is supposed to be the USL PDL, the amateur slash pro league. It's going to be just rebranded, basically. Mm-hmm. And part of this idea of organizing everything is to, one, get more teams under the USL banner, and down the road established pro rel inside of the usl banner huzzah cool <laughs> yeah i mean look uh, for those of us who do think pro rel um could happen one day and could be beneficial one day um you know this is how you do it you, you do it from those the lower leagues and work it work your way on up um you know, it's uh, the I reference a podcast I listened to. I believe it was called I believe it was Total Soccer Show, and I believe it was the owner of the Kingston Stockade, whose name I don't remember. And this is what he said: Hey, you roll it out slowly. You start with the lower divisions. He said because there are teams, hey, in the PDO and PSL, who have outgrown those leagues, and they have no avenue to really get out of them. You know, unless they pay. You know, as, as most of the pro well uh, tinfoil crowd likes to call it, like an extortion fee to. Uh, <laughs> you know, MLS or a higher up league. So, um, yeah, no, it'll be fun. I think it'll, it'll draw eyes to USL for sure. I mean, you know, I think it'll be, there'll be certainly a curiosity when it gets instituted, uh, about relegation battles and all that good stuff. Um, and, you know, someday probably will transfer to MLS. Um, you know, it, I, I don't, don't expect it overnight for sure. Um, but I think if, as it grows in popularity, it'll be kind of impossible to ignore. I don't know how much popularity it's going to get when the teams play in small towns, cities. Well, not necessarily. I mean, I think that in many ways that's this will weed them out. Uh, it it also prove whether it can work in this country or not, won't it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it would be cool if it's successful. It's just I don't know how it, successful it's going to be. Uh, to like the mainstream, mainstream, mainstream soccer fans, like the mainstream MLS fans that might not really pay attention to lower divisions. Cause I don't, I think we're like the minority of soccer fans are paying attention to lower divisions. You know, I mean, we already have to deal with Euro snaps that don't even pay attention to us. There's definitely MLS fans who don't pay attention to anything else. So, eh, it'll, it'll be interesting how it works. I think it will be fun there. Whether, would it get up to major league soccer? Uh, I don't know. I really don't. I think Major League Soccer would just want to get all the teams that uh, come up really well and go. Oh, you guys have lots of fans. All right, well, yeah, you're just you're just giving me Major League Soccer now. You're, just, you're up here now. We we need 48 teams in the league. Come on up. So the only way I think the experiment works is if USL gets USS US Soccer to basically say MLS is not allowed to poach teams for five, ten years, whatever, like mm-hmm. some some set time period. Right, because then you force the experiment without influence of MLS. Not honestly, if, if you are going to go through the experiment, that's the only way I think it makes sense. Because because yeah. because I, I, I think over five years you give your chance to see how 
you know, it looks, you get to develop the rivalries that can, you know, let's say, I don't know. I'm going to use Baltimore and Pittsburgh because this the I close to Baltimore and Pittsburgh's natural rival for NFL. So let's say Baltimore and Pittsburgh are both in the league, right? Well, let's say they both are in the championship, but Pittsburgh gets put down next like next year. Well, now the rivalry doesn't get stale. So when it comes back, either in the league one or the championship, you know, maybe that rivalry has a little more heat than if it was a constant thing like MLS is. Like maybe that shows that it can work and to a degree, right? And, and then obviously if, if people stay and watch the team, that's really the, the main point of this. If people stay and watch a team in a lower division, that will prove it works. Right, because right. if team gets relegated, then their fans go, well, fuck this shit, I'm not watching. I mean, it depends. I, I mean, you would think, why the hell would anybody watch USL to begin with now? And they have plenty of fervent fan bases. Um, you know, San Antonio, I don't know if they're still there, but I know they had a pretty big crowd. They used to get pretty good crowds. Sacramento Republic, uh, Cincinnati, you know, for that matter. And that, that got them, obviously, the notice of MLS. And I, and I think, I mean, in terms of like, it'll never happen in MLS. I mean, I think we just go back to the last story we talked about in the stumping ground. Uh, I, there's a schism happening. And at some point, you know, if the owners that don't want to spend somehow manage to tell the owners that want to spend and want to put a good product that they're not allowed to, I mean, you can see this all all for one, one for all mentality that these owners have had for so many years, collapsing pretty fast and saying, oh, really? You don't want to spend? Go the hell down to USL one then, you know? Well, well, why do we want you in MLS? More importantly, remember, teams in MLS are franchises of MLS. They're technically not separate entities. Mm. Right. So, <laughs> you know, you start getting owners that don't want to spend. All of a sudden, you start getting takeovers. Mm. Get new, get, you know, if I have an investment group and I want in, maybe I can talk to the league and buy out somebody's team without them agreeing to it. Now, all of a sudden, you start getting more input. Into MLS, like it's very possible that can happen too. And you know, and this was if, if promotion and relegation did spread over the entire pyramid, uh, what's happening to Columbus wouldn't happen, you know, because then what's his name as a pre court? See the owner of uh, yeah, because then he'd already have his team in Austin. He could just he could start his own team at the bottom of the pyramid in Austin. Pyramid in Austin, you know. I mean, he technically could do that now, but he but, but he does, he can't get to MLS, so why would he? You know, yeah, he wants he he bought. He bought Columbus because that was the quickest way for him to get what he wanted in Austin. Mm-hmm. And then and from a whole another episode. Yeah. Well, remember a quick history lesson. Orlando City used to be in Austin as a USL team. Yep. Then they got bought, moved to Orlando, became MLS. And then the, there was a second try at, at in, uh, I think it was a PDL team or something like that in Austin. And that didn't work. There's the Aztecs. I think there was two versions of the Aztecs. Well, the original version is the one that went to Orlando, and then right. the second version is the one that failed. Yep. So right now, the way U.S. soccer set up, it doesn't encourage, like Pat said, people to, to start up at the bottom. It encourages people to either buy teams in MLS and move them or to jump into USL, wait a few years, show that they can get some sort of crowd, and then just dump a bunch of money and move up. Or be David Beckham. Or and be David Beckham. Having a team. Be David Beckham. And since the league kowtows anything he does, they just wait him out. <laughs> All right. Uh, this is the last thing I have, and it's just a kind of interesting to me. So the National Lacrosse League, 
I know this has nothing to do with soccer, but um, their commissioner is I don't know to say his last name. I honestly don't care. Nick, his name is Nick Sack. Nick Sack. That's that's fine by me. Uh, he used to be the I guess the GM right or pre- president or GM. I can't remember which of the union. Uh, uh, yeah. uh, before that, he was with you know <laughs> the Red Bulls. Oh, I completely forgot about that. Probably a good thing. Um, Metro Stars. I think he was more Metro Stars than Red Bulls. Okay. But so he's currently the commissioner of the National Lacrosse League, and he, in a recent interview, said he is looking at MLS as a model of growth for his league. Well, he's doomed because he's terrible. (laughs) But I just find it interesting that MLS is now being used as a template for how to grow a professional league. Cool. That's that's what I got from it. Yeah, lacrosse, whatever. Eh. There's there's a little bit of a market, I think. Well, maybe. Uh, I mean... And there's a market for everything. It's just a matter of how much. Yeah. I mean, good luck to all the lacrosse bros out there. You know. All right, just real quick. Nick Sack was the president of the Metro Stars from 2000 to 2006. Oh, so he what was happened right that year. <laughs> so they got sold. All yep. Right. Uh, anything else you guys want to talk about? No, that was fucking plenty. Pat, you you good? Oh, I shook my head. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, they can't hear that. <laughs> they don't need to hear me. And I can't see it when I'm not looking at that screen. Well, you should have. You should look. You should always be looking at me. <laughs> but then I can never follow the agenda, which means I can never ask Truman what his terrible team of the week is. Oh boy, howdy, guys! Come on, we know who it is, right? We know who it is. Yes. Just happened last night. We know who. Chicago. No, you said last night. I don't know. Yeah, come on, Philly. Oh, last right, night, right? right. And oh, Bears began in a cup game. Yeah, so much cup. fun. It's the Open Cup. Nobody cares. But I can still laugh. Yeah. I can still laugh because their defense got schooled. They kicked the ball into their own net. It was fun to watch. They get so pumped about the Open Cup. It was Pat, Open Cup to you? What's it mean? Nothing. And they still can't win it. So there you go. I just like that they three times they've been on the cusp of having some dumb thing to brag about, right? Something to brag about. And they failed every time. And the funny thing is that three failures is the most Open Cup final losses in the modern era. What a shame. What a shame. Too bad. Yeah, I don't know. I think I think it's fun. Uh, our very very good friend, and I am not teasing him. Rich Ransom, uh, falling apart on Twitter last night was was a sight to behold. Can't say I blame him. Yep. I mean, I was there in Kansas City last year, so. Yep. All right, let's wrap this one up. Uh, you can visit us at patreon.com slash rebelrant. One bucks a month, all you need for uh, early access to the stuff. Just as our monthly wrap-up, any live post-game, stuff like that. You can email us like Jeremiah did tonight, redbullrant at gmail.com. You can call us, 973-348-5329, facebook.com slash rebelrant, on Twitter, at rebelrant, 
for the show at Doc the Stooge myself at PMAC and TA2 for Pat at the Truman for Truman. Subscribe to our show via iTunes, Stitcher Radio, Google Play Music, YouTube, SoundCloud, pretty much anywhere you can find a podcast. Last words before we get out of here. Pat, are you attending this game? This Sunday? No, I have to work. It's so yeah. frustrating. Well, I guess I'll be by myself yeah. when I hopefully all but lock up my title belt and when the Red Bulls will uh, win. Yeah, come on, Red Bulls, do something exciting and win. Please prove me wrong. <laughs> uh, for Pat Truman and myself, this has been episode number 283 of the Red Bull Rant. Thank you guys for tuning in, and as always, go Red Bulls. Bye-bye, everybody. Bye. Lights. <laughs>